It's Remy and Casey on 92.3 W.I.L. What kind of Monday is it, Woo-hoo! Casey? It's a spooky season Monday. That's right. 31 mornings of Halloween. It's begun. Begins it begins right now. Feels good. It might not feel like that outside today or tomorrow, but looking into the future a little bit. Uh-huh. We have a high of 63 on Saturday. Let's go. That's crazy. <laughs> Since it was like 90 yesterday. Yes. Every day I look at my flannels in my closet and I'm like, it's still just a little too hot. Hang tight, boys. Just wait. It's going to be flannel Remy season. Gosh. Uh, It is 31 mornings of Halloween. We will celebrate with a Monster Monday. We'll do that at 730. What do you know about the monsters of Missouri? Um, I know some basic knowledge, probably not enough. Okay. Is that so we're doing our Halloween stuff majorly, majority, majority. The majority of the Halloween Thank stuff. Thank you. Yeah. At 7.30 on the weekdays. Yeah. Yeah. So the people know if you really want to get in the spooky spirit stuff, yeah. 7.30. We might we might vary it up here and there depending. And sprinkle a little throughout the mornings, obviously, yeah. Yeah. too. 7.30 will be that, that main 31 mornings of Halloween break. Powered was, by Johnny Brock's, of course. I was going to bring in candy corn today. Totally forgot. Never felt so dumb. <sighs> it's all right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day. Uh, the Powerball's at $1.04 billion now, so. <laughs> now I should jump in. <laughs> now you should jump in. Uh, we've also got another week of Tim McGraw tickets, so if you want to win those, play the big three at 8 o'clock for those. So, uh, yeah, but we're in October. Woohoo! Let's go. Let's do this. Thanks for hanging out. It's 92.3 W.I.L. 314-699-4766. That is the text line. We did get some text messages over the weekend, Casey, of like some haunted places. Oh, okay. And uh, we got a text message from the 314, and this one might might actually need some investigation. But she sent a video of their back swing, like their back play set. Not windy at all. Mm-hmm. None of that. One swing going. Just one, but there's Just multiple? One. There's multiple swings. Just mm. one of them is going. Okay. And it doesn't look like someone went and like pushed it and, and then, then came ran. back. And no, it's like consistently going. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Oh no. You really have to rig up some like fishing line or something to make that look legit. But man, I think it might be a real ghost. We're going to have to investigate that. Okay. If you've got any haunted places in your life, your house, uh, your, your play set in the backyard, a barn, whatever it is, let us know on the text line and we may bring our paranormal friends to investigate. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Kelsey Ballerini getting a lot of heat for something that happened at the People's Choice Country Awards last week. So she is setting the record straight on social media after being accused of lip syncing at her performance, the awards show last Thursday night. Okay. Keep in mind, it happened at the Grand Ole Opry. As soon as this performance ended, people sing, 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 sing. She's lip syncing. She's lip syncing. Even commenting on her own social media, people just jumping in to say, hey, you did a really bad job tonight. Everybody knows that you're lip syncing. We all saw it. Oh, the internet. We're all watching from our couches, so we know. We love you, internet. We love you. (laughs) And Kelsey, it absolutely set her off. She posted not only on Instagram, but as well on TikTok. You're telling me that you think I would stand on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry, where I'm a member, televised, singing a song I wrote by myself about the D word. I would lip sync? Just after I spell it out. You feel a little bit silly, right? You feel a little bit silly. D means divorce. 
Okay, thanks for clearing that Just up. Just making sure. I appreciate that. We don't need anyone yeah. thinking it's any other D words. After my professional review of the video, mm-hmm. I will say that Kelsey Ballerini is in fact singing. Not lip syncing. She is not lip syncing. I wanted to make a point of that. I feel like because you and I have been to an extreme amount of concerts or events where like you, we can, a lot of times we're maybe behind stage yeah. or in the pit uh-huh. or at sound check. We can tell when somebody is using a vocal track or if it's all them. Uh-huh. We see it a lot. Kelsey Ballerini is not using a vocal track for this performance. Now, I will say that there are performances. She did mention in this statement, she said uh, that she never has or something along those lines. Yeah. I need to just point out. Okay. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, that never counts. Where everybody is lip syncing. Not one person <laughs> there. It's so bad. <laughs> not one person there has their mic turned on. Uh, yeah. It's terrible. I think the bigger question here is which artists are... Still singing, but getting a lot of help from a pitch correction standpoint, because they can all do that now. I want to say, and I and I don't want to this to like start any sort of hate conversation. I went to Shania Twain this year, loved seeing her, was had a great time. She had a lot of tracks yeah. behind her actual voice. Yeah. To the point where like you could you could really tell when it was just her. Yeah, it's always fun when they stop singing and, and, you know, and, it keeps and going. it's still going and you're like, there oh, okay. Plenty of times <laughs> she would put the mic down by her hips and she would still the music is still playing. Yeah. And we're like, oh, okay. This is fine. <laughs> we're here for the vibes and that's cool. But long story short, Kelsey Ballerini not lip syncing in this video, even though as she points out, a lot of her words Karens are arguing about it. You know she's a good singer. Like, even if she did lip sync, who cares? Right. Honestly, it's 2023 and we got bigger fish to fry. But if you still wanted to see the video and maybe take a look at it yourself, you can on the 92.3 WIL Facebook page. Remy and Casey. Are you allowed to sell stuff that you've been given? 314-699-4766. We've been hardcore cleaning is like the, I don't know if this is just a seasonal thing where the, the seasons start to change and then you get that itch where you're like, I have to clean things. I have to make sure we're prepared for the winter. <laughs> so I've been like cleaning out the garage, finding old things that have just been living in the garage forever. Uh, I used to fish a lot and I found a fishing pole that I had purchased maybe three or four years ago. Sure. That I forgot about. <laughs> so now I have two poles because I recently got one for a different fishing excursion, which is great because then my kids have one. So we're all good to go. But I'm talking like baby clothes, like baby clothes, st- like strollers, like uh, every toy oh, ever. Like you were gifted maybe a stroller at your shower. Yeah. And then five years later, you're like, I yeah. got to get rid of this stroller. We don't need it anymore. And Girl, sell it. I'm ready. I'm I'm almost ready to just take it to, that I should, just take it to Goodwill. Totally. I feel like all that stuff, kind of the styles of strollers and the styles of car seats and all of those. It changes like, so fast. So quickly. But like we, and I don't know, this is probably a mother thing and I'm not taking anything away from it, but we have Tupperware bins and Rubbermaid bins in the basement of baby clothes from our kids. 
and I don't understand why. It's, wait, so do you think they're being kept there? And now we're just specifically on baby stuff. Do you think it's a sentimental thing that it's being kept there? Like someday yes. mom of kids is going to go back and think, yes. oh, remember when they wore this Peppa Pig shirt? Exactly. This is very much my wife who is who is keeping the sentimental clothing. Oh, so And then, I get that to an extent, but there's a lot of <laughs> there's well, then, a lot of sentimental clothing. <laughs> so then is that different than the being gifted something? Um, maybe a little bit, maybe because there is more sentimental value there, but I'm thinking along the lines of, okay, you were given, you were given a, I don't know, a gift from a birthday party or something and you're just not going to use it. Can you go around and you just like sell it right off the bat? Yes, girl. At least in my book of morals, you can. And I know I'm not for everyone. However... (laughs) If someone's giving you a gift and it has sentimental purpose to it, that might be different. Yeah. If someone's giving you a gift that you didn't ask for, I think you have all the rights to do whatever you want with it. Okay. But. Someone put this out there. They said, if you gave me a gift uh-huh. and then I sold it uh-huh. and you knew about it, how would you feel about that? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't like tell the person. <laughs> but I found out. Or you found out. You also, if you're going to do it, you can't feel bad about it. Like, you've got to have a little bit of shamelessness and like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to use it anymore, so I passed it on to whoever. But then again, what's the difference? Because if you're giving me a gift that you spent $20 on, well, now I just have this $20. So I still kind of have your gift because I passed (laughs) it along to someone else. I just feel a little shameless about like, about items. Like, if somebody's going to gift you something that you didn't specifically say that you needed, I feel like now I have the right to do it. It what I will. Let us know on the text line 314 699 4766. I only got so much space in my house. <laughs> exactly. But that's that's where I'm at. I, I just need a dumpster and I just want to throw everything out. <laughs> Start over again. Are you allowed to sell stuff that you've been given as a gift? 314 699 4766. We go to the text line from the 314. I agree. If someone gifted you an item or items that you specifically didn't ask for, it's now my right to do what I want with that gift or exchange it for something that I do want. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Also got a text message from my mother (laughs) who said, get rid of all of it. I love her. Knock it all out. I'm telling you, whenever we're going through these cleaning events at the house, I'm just like, I needed a small little dumpster and I will just throw away everything Mm -hmm. that is not being used. There's so much stuff that just takes up space in our house. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you think on the text line, 314-699-4766. Lace them up. It's time for sports with Remy and Casey. I did what I came here to do, and I love being here with you. But I know in my heart that it's time, time to fly. There it is, our first single from Adam Wainwright. That's professionally recorded. I feel like that might be the first time we've heard a professional recording from him, like a studio recording. Yeah. How do you feel about it? You like it? You're going to blare that down? You're going to put that in your... So it's pretty Maddie and Tay. Yeah. And I think it will be because, you know, that's his flavor and like lifestyle. And he's like the dad, baseball, super, um, what's the word? Pure hearted. Like very um, like it's all gonna be wholesome. Uh huh. And that's great. And he sounded he sounded good. He does sound good. 
Uh, the Cardinals played their last three games of the season over the weekend. All eyes on Wainwright, of course. A couple good signs. Uh, one of those being that they won their last game of the season, which is cool. Uh, and he performed after Saturday's game in center field. You know, they've got the grass out in center field. There's a little, like... I guess, performance area mm-hmm. where he performed. So everybody stayed in their seats after the game. Uh, Yadier Molina was I there yesterday. That. Yeah. I saw his sign. <laughs> he made a little sign that said, you know, uh, give Adam Wainwright a bat or whatever it, it said, said. I want to see Adam add bat, but the go. two was a letter two. Yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but that really sent me. <laughs> uh, he did get up a couple times, I think. I think it was the first game against the Reds they gave him a bat. I think he grounded out the second. Nothing spectacular, not like a, a home run or anything, which is unfortunate. Would have been awesome, but uh, uh, all in all, I think it was a good send-off for one of our favorite Cardinals pitchers of all time, right? So, uh, congratulations to the Cardinals on a, on a season. That's we'll just on a season. On Another completed A year. season happened. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs barely got a win against the Jets last night, 23 to 20. Is that how it ended up? I left after the first quarter. Uh, Yeah, because you thought it was like, oh, I they're was just like, going to demolish I, these Ty, guys. This is everything I needed to see. See ya. It looked really good after the first quarter, but things slowed down substantially by the half uh, as Jets quarterback Zach Wilson found a bit of a stride, which is kind of a rare thing for him over the past several games. Uh, more importantly, was Taylor Swift there? Yes. Yes, she was. She was. She had a whole posse with her this time. She Add did. Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, Sophie Turner, Taylor's brother, Austin, Sabrina Rare. Carpenter, Hugh Jackman, who was quietly getting a divorce, by the way. Love it. Paul Rudd, Carson Daly, Jake from State Farm. Mm-hmm. Literally every time I saw a new photo, there was a new famous friend in there yeah. that I had no idea that Taylor Swift hung out with. And obviously, she, she does. Yeah. And I'm glad there were so many people in that booth, so it kind of took a little bit of the attention off her being there. But I do love that she's there because now this really solidifies, like, they are a thing. They are together. She could have came to the Kansas City game as a little, like, ooh I'm in on the joke. It's not a joke. Yeah. It's a thing. And the funniest part about this is that they kept showing the Suites, but then they would show Aaron Rodgers, who was also in a suite yeah. alone <laughs> with his foot up on the chair, giving it some elevation. As there. he would always have it. Yeah. So uh, the Chiefs barely pulled that one out. Uh, City SC also had a great weekend. They set a record most wins by an expansion team at 17 after their 4-1 to win over Sporting KC on Saturday. They won the conference, landed a top seed in the playoffs. Life is good. Trending now. It's Keeping Up With Casey on 92.3 WIL. Remy, when you think of wardrobe malfunctions, what do you think of? Janet Jackson. Obviously, Janet. I also often think of this photo of Chrissy Teigen on a red carpet in like 2016, and she has a slit up her dress. Okay. And it quite literally shows commando everything. Let me... Am I going to get in trouble if I Google that? That's a work computer, so I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> or the, that time that, I don't know if you remember this, that Katherine Heigl was giving a award at an awards show. And as she was at the podium about to present an award, her dress like just fell off her shoulder. Oh, it, 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 I don't it, remember that. Yeah, I feel like it must have been long enough ago that people have forgotten. I'll, I'll, it's, it's, it's research he for the says, show. He says, well, I must. I guess I have to. <laughs> Anyway, Kelly Clarkson had a pretty close call over the weekend and handled it hilariously, just as you would expect that she would. So Kelly was performing, by the way, with an extreme amount of people on stage, like a ton of 
musicians and backup singers. And she was wearing a sheer, lacy black dress. But Kelly's one of those performers that I feel is always completely covered, like to her hands, floor length gowns. And while that is what she's wearing, it's very sheer, it's very lacy. And at one point in her performance, she just stops singing and she starts laughing. And you can tell that people are trying to tell her something. (laughs) And she stops singing while the music is still playing. And she's like, hang on, do I need... Do I need to leave the stage right now? I, w- I hope you can hear this. Wait, hold on. I thought, should I fix it? I need my boob showing. <laughs> <laughs> and she runs off stage, side stage, leaves the audience laughing, leaves them laughing. Yeah. Just as Kelly does. How do you feel if you're on stage and that happens? I mean, okay, so she's been performing pretty much all her life, right? At least more than half. If that happens on stage, how... how how are you reacting? I also have to imagine that this isn't the first time these sorts of things have happened to Kelly Clarkson. I can't see her quite getting embarrassed anymore. Yeah. She's seen enough controversy and, and everything throughout her time that I have to believe. And she's a mom, which I think adds another layer of I don't know if I care. Yeah. Is this something you think of when you go on? Like, so we're going up on stage to introduce the artist. Is this something you think about before we go on stage? Like, I'm As I a lady... To- yeah, it is. Really? I went to a wedding this... I've gone to two weddings in two weeks, and the amount of tape I've used to my skin <laughs> to make sure that all fabric stays in place is uh, is a little crazy. So Kelly runs off stage. She handles the situation, comes back, laughs about it with the audience, and maybe this is a little more clear. Okay, we're just going to keep the ladies in, though. Just going to keep it a family show. Um, my bad. And then they start the music right up again. I love how she handles things so lightheartedly. That's Kelly Clarkson, you know? She can't take anything too seriously. No. no. And she's one of those people that if she had like a real, real wardrobe malfunction, a Janet Jackson thing, I can only see her actually laughing about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Real news is lame. This is Unprofessional News on 92.3 WIL. Casey, if you had to guess the food item that is returning even after a farewell tour, what would you guess? A food item had a farewell tour? Yeah, it's a fast food restaurant. I'll give you another hint if you are drawing a blank right now. McDonald's. Mm. A food item that went on a farewell tour last year. Seemingly... Over and done. I don't ima- I can't remember a food item going on a farewell tour, but all I can think about is the fillet of fish and the fish on the wall that sings. Oh yeah. So what that. is it? It's the McRib. <laughs> yeah. The farewell tour for the McRib was all just marketing. <laughs> uh you we only should have your- known it would be back. Wait, it really did a farewell tour last year? I don't remember this. Did you get like five because you were going to miss it so much? Uh, I only got a couple. That's that's usually my rules. I don't, I have to get one at least whenever the McRib returns. Just disgusting. To, just to remember uh, that it's uh, delicious. The McRib also had farewell tours in 2005 and 2006, and they brought it back in 2007 anyway. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I kind of love the uh, the resurrection of the McRib all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it just always returns. And, the, it, it, and how often do you think it does return? Because when you're least 
expecting it, yeah. you'll start seeing the pictures and the billboards. It's back! Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least once a year, I think. Typically, and it'll be around for a couple months, and then it'll Google it. it'll fade out. Um, the crib aficionados are skeptical uh, skeptical about last year's marketing. Turns out they were right. McDonald's says it was a farewell uh, to being available nationwide. Apparently, it's only going to be available in certain regions, which just so happens to be most of the nation still. Update: Yes, it only comes out once a year. Uh, yeah. So be a lot of locations that don't have it this year, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I would imagine if you wanted to go find it, you could you could find it pretty easily. Someone leaked the news last week. McDonald's denied it at first and then confirmed it over the weekend. It'll be participating markets uh, next month for a limited time. So there you go. The McRib. I don't care what people say. I love McDonald's. I love McDonald's. It's just one of those fast food restaurants that I grew up with. The cheeseburgers, the nugs, the Big Macs. And the McRib is just that little extra spice that you need in your life sometimes. No, I need you to be honest with me right now. I need your full honesty. Okay. This is a safe place. Do you like it? The McRib? Yes. I like the McRib. Are you kidding me? It just looks like you shouldn't. (laughs) And the whole stigma around it, I don't think is wrong. It's so right. But that makes it better, I think. <laughs> so the McRib will be back next month uh, at participating locations. So be on the lookout for that. Even though it was supposed to be over, it is not because it is the McRib. What are we, a McDonald's billboard? We are. I am. This month. <laughs> Call me. It's officially spooky season. 31 mornings of Halloween with Remy and Casey. Powered by Johnny Brock's Dungeon. Feels good. Just feels right, doesn't it? It's back. <laughs> uh, it is Monster Monday. Every Monday we're going to talk about some sort of monster. And did you know that Missouri has its own monster? Have you ever heard of this, Casey? When you first say it, the thing that comes to my mind is the uh, the bird. Oh, yeah, the bird in Alton? It's called. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not that. Okay. This is the Momo. Okay. The Missouri monster. The now most, I'm interested. The most well-known alleged sighting occurred on July 11th of 1973 when two young boys were playing in the backyard in the rural outskirts of Louisiana, Missouri. They were enjoying themselves until they uh, smelled something strange, something really strong and pungent and heard some rustling among amongst the uh, the tree line. Doris looked out the bathroom window, saw a creature. Oh creature was back there. Uh, They described it as having a pumpkin-shaped head. Wow. And large, glowing orange eyes. This thing was supposedly large, and it was supposedly hairy, and it made a kind of an odd sound, and it had quite an odor to it. It was uh, somewhere between six and seven feet tall. It was matted in in blood, tree limbs, and branches and stuff. So apparently there were a lot of uh, sightings that year. Most notably was a local fire department chief and member of the city council who reportedly were driving along a creek bed when they saw a massive upright creature in the vehicle's headlights. As a result of these reported encounters, a 20-person posse was formed to hunt the creature, but nothing was ever found. We have our very own Sasquatch in Missouri, essentially. We don't think that it was like a bear. That's possible. That's always a possibility. But 
do black bears' eyes glow orange? That's that's a big question that everybody wants to know. Was there a street lamp anywhere around? <laughs> Was there a street lamp? That's uh, my question. Not in the back, not in the backyard of this place. Hmm. That's where it all started in Louisiana, Missouri. And apparently there's a lot of creepy things that happen in Louisiana, Missouri. You know what? Actually, now that you put it that way, I think I have heard of Louisiana, Missouri in a in a form of like haunted tellings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a river town. I feel like if you if the city's on it, like Alton has a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, St. Charles has a lot of this. Man. There's a lot of things moving through that river. Through the waters. Okay, this makes sense now. As <laughs> I am from the ill side, once I started making friends with a bunch of people from the Missouri side, yeah. I do want to say we went on a float trip a couple of years ago and there was a <clears throat> very big hairy man who emerged from the water. There you go. And my friends all started yelling, Momo. <laughs> and I never understood it until this exact moment. Was it actually Momo? <laughs> no, it was someone we knew. There was also a Six Flags ride that had operated from 73 until 1994 that huh. was named after the creature. So, wow. Yeah, there you go. Little little uh, little tidbit of 31 Mornings of Halloween, the Momo. Have you ever seen it? Remy and Casey. All right, time to play the big three for some Tim McGraw tickets. We've got Vanessa in Collinsville on the phone today helping out Casey. You want to go ahead and spin that wheel? The first October spin. There you go. All right. Looks like today we are playing a new game. It's called By the Numbers Football Edition. Now that I there, hate it already. Now that there might be some newcomers to the sport of professional football because of Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Because he was there last night. No, okay, sorry. It's Taylor, it. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Let's go through some of the basics. All answers today will be a number. Are you ready, Casey? No, but fine. You can go to Vanessa for one of these. You cannot go to you cannot go multiple times. Yeah, something tells me that Vanessa doesn't know it either. You might know it. You might actually know this. Okay. All right, question number one. In American football, how many points is a touchdown worth? Touchdown, six points. Final answer? Yes, unless you get the kick. Then it's seven. Unless you get the kick and then it's seven. Question number two. How many downs does the offense get to move the ball a total of at least 10 yards up the field? Once they make it 10 yards or further, the downs reset and it's back to first down. How many downs do um, they get? Uh, four, right? This one I'll go to Vanessa. Vanessa, what do you think? It's four. Four, yes. Four downs. Final answer? Yes. Cheerleading did come in handy. Question number three. It happened in last night's game with the Chiefs and Jets. A safety. Typically, this occurs if the offense commits a foul in its own end zone or a team sends the ball behind its own goal line and the ball is dead in the end zone. How mm -hmm. many points is a safety worth? Worth? Yeah. Like they get taken from you? No, they get... they. The opposing team gets points for the safety. I saw a guy grab a guy's... Face grill yesterday. Face grill, yes. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Face mask? You saw, you're, you're, you're. Yeah, he grabbed the front of his it. helmet. Yeah. And kind of swung him around a little in the, uh, 
in the end zone. Yes. I didn't realize that they got points, that uh, the Jets got points for that. If it's in the end zone. So I'm going to say three. Okay. Feels safe. Feels like you didn't really do anything, but we'll throw you that. <laughs> it's a field goal, right? Yeah. Uh, final answer is three. Yes. All right. We go to Vanessa. How many out of three do you think Casey got right today? I want to say... Let's go three. Let's just go three. Wow, go She's three. got so much faith. Going three. No! Oh, no! So close. In American football, how many points is the touchdown worth? You get that right. Six. The extra point is worth one in that situation. Which is why you typically see seven at that point. How many downs does the offense get to move the ball? A total of at least 10 yards up the field. That is four downs. Okay. And last night a safety happened, which is a rare occasion. Doesn't happen very often in football. But when it does, it's just worth two points. Two points. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So yeah. two points and then and then a punt. Which is always fun. <laughs> okay, I'm it's pretty one of proud the weirdest of that. Rules. Yeah, you did you did really well. I'll stick with that. There you go. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Something crazy scary happened at a Thomas Rhett concert, and he handled it so well, like he always does. So Thomas Rhett was in the home stretch of his set list. He was performing Craving You when someone in the crowd, I don't know if they were like yelling or signaling to him somehow, essentially saying that someone was having a medical emergency. And I always put myself in the shoes of the artist who is on this stage with a bajillion people in the room. Yeah. All the lights are on you. Like, we know how it feels to stand on stage and, like, you can barely see past the first couple rows of people. Uh-huh. It's so loud. You have your earpieces in, so you're listening also not only to your music in your band, but your maybe front of house or anybody who could be talking to you from backstage. He's almost done with the show. He realizes people are saying that There's a medical emergency, and without skipping a beat, he turns everything off. He says, everybody needs to focus over here on this one person. So there were a couple videos that were taken in the moment. As always, you know, people always have their phone out at concerts these days, so you can't, nothing goes amiss. And he walked over to, as far as he could, on the edge of the stage so that he could squat down by the family and friends as this fan was being carried out by medical personnel. And obviously everybody was looking pretty distraught. And without even thinking about it, Thomas Rhett, in the silence of the building, lifts up the mic and leads a group prayer. Yeah. And essentially, he just says, you know, we ask for your healing. I found out this person's name is Terry. We know that you're the ultimate physician. So let's pray for his family. We know that he's scared and they're scared. And, you know, God's the ultimate miracle worker. He goes on. I'll post the video so you can actually see it and hear it all. Um, After watching this video, A, not being there. Right. B, not exactly knowing what this medical emergency was. Totally. Uh, Gonna guess it was in the heart attack realm. Um, Got emotional watching it. Uh You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things when, like, a collective group of people, especially at a show, are all in on the same thing and all focused on the same thing. It's super powerful. Yeah. I think we've really seen an influx of these moments happen over the last few years after, you know, 
We've realized how scary concerts can be if something goes awry. It's so many people in such a small space, yeah. very loud, usually pretty dark. It's awesome that Thomas Rhett was able to take control of the situation without skipping a beat. He got the person what they needed, got them out of the building, comforted the family, and put everybody else at ease before actually finishing the concert yeah. and sending everyone home safely. He handled this like a pro. Like you said, this has happened in the past, and there are some artists that have just gone on with right. the show. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. You can't. You got you to gotta stop everything. He also posted an update, I think, yesterday to say that he heard back from Terry's family and that Terry is home, doing well, and everything is turning out. That's awesome. You know, as well as it can be. So yeah. shout out to Thomas Rhett for always doing the right thing and the best thing. Casey Covers Country is brought to you by Offenberg Kia and the St. Clair Auto Mall in Shiloh off 64. And like I said, I'll repost this video so you can watch it too. Remy and Casey. Saw this TikTok and <laughs> I just, I want to share it because I feel like it's, uh, it puts things in perspective. I'm going to play this audio and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll answer afterwards. Hey, this is a genuine question to like older people. What did you do before you could look something up? Like, if you saw someone and you were like, oh, they remind me of that actor. What was that? What's his name? Like, and none of your friends knew. Would you go to a library? <laughs> Before I respond to this, I have to say, I hate that woman's crispy, crunchy R's. This person is was born in 1997 for context. And I completely agree. I think about this all the time. Yeah. The amount of things I Google in a day, the amount of times I say, hey, Alexa, what does cumulus cloud mean? Or, you know, whatever the question is. Yes. I just... I'm so curious. So back in the day, day, there used to be something called Encyclopedia Britannica. Do you uh, know what oh, this is? Yes, I know. <laughs> yes, I know. A to Z, I learned so much from Encyclopedia Britannica because they did not discriminate. And as a curious 11-year-old boy, you kind of go in and of learn about the did. birds and the bees sure. from the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> but I, I think that there's there's a main difference here, and I think it's... Like nowadays, you just ask Alexa or you go to Google or whatever, and it's all like throwaway knowledge. Do you ever retain any of that? Usually not. You retain it for the five minutes that you need the answer, and then it's out the door. I sometimes agree with that. I definitely think we're in a time in the world where your brain doesn't, it knows it doesn't need to hold on to that much because yeah. if I ever need to find it again, I just can. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's She, she does go on here. Without Google Maps. Like, I know that there was MapQuest. But before that, like, genuinely, what would you do? Would you just accept not knowing? <laughs> Can you imagine what we would be as a population if we just drove wherever, not knowing where we're going? Oh, I think about this all the time. Because, like, maps and, like, getting maps out. It, first off, can't read one. I'm so sorry. Think what you want about me. I can't imagine pulling out a map and being on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah. I'm so dependent on a Google Maps or even like the MapQuest stuff that I felt like when I first got my license, it was all MapQuest. That wasn't even working for me. Yeah, MapQuest was difficult uh, to navigate, but I remember going on many family vacations where we would pull out the Rand McNally Atlas and you the roadmaps and you just go through state by state. You figure out where you were. You'd take the highways to where you needed to go. And a, a, one thing that I noticed that a lot of people don't do anymore, but you'll you'll notice this if you talk to someone from an older generation, is they'll start to give you directions. They will. And I'm like, la, 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 la. Yeah. 
Just tell me what the place is called and I can take it from there. I remember going three or four different ways to my grandparents' house. They lived up near Chicago and we'd always go up there and they, you know, my grandfather would have this like, oh, they're doing construction on that. So you need to go around this way and you need to go this new route. And it was crazy how to save 10 minutes here and there. But this is before Google, before MapQuest even. You know, shout, shout out to the generation before this one because I know myself and I know I couldn't I probably couldn't do it <laughs> we should we should give you an atlas and see if you can and just see if I could make it to yeah. wherever I don't know here's a trip to Chicago but it's like in the insides of Chicago where you have to actually like the find the streets yeah and we could turn on my location so you could be watching me <laughs> Heck, even with GPS, it's hard to navigate Chicago. Yeah. But, uh, on the text line, let us know. Do you often think about what, what the world would be like if we didn't have Google? Let us know. Played an audio clip of a TikTok, a TikTok of a girl who's like, how before Google did we learn anything about world? How did we get around without Google Maps? <laughs> and so I, I personally remember going through Encyclopedia Britannica as a kid. I remember them existing. I don't remember actually having to like really getting curious and going yeah. to open one up. I'm also wondering now that, and I know that, the, I mean, obviously the internet existed when I was going to college, but I, I remember feeling myself being in the library a lot, like finding actual books for whatever About paper things. I was writing. Wow. And I don't do... Do the libraries in college get used anymore? I, I mean, specifically remember my library in college. It was it, there weren't books. No like, books. There were some books, but it was only computers, and yeah. people would go there for like computer reasons. You'd have to use the uh, gosh, what was that? What was it called? I'm I'm drawing a blank on the uh, the index card system. Yes, the, I know what you're trying to say. The Dewey Decimal System yeah. system is that what it's called? Do you have to go through and like figure out okay which aisle is this in alphabetically? Where is this book? And you'd go through. Our library at Illinois State University was massive and there were so many books. Uh, but I'm wondering how much book research is being done in college these days. From the 618, totally agree with Remy. Nothing better than flipping through encyclopedias to find random knowledge. And that's how you do it back in the day. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Someone actually did recently ask me the, because we're getting married and making a registry. They said, what do you think about like, what if we got you except like A through J of encyclopedias. <laughs> and I said, respectfully, never talk to me again. <laughs> like if that's what you're thinking about, I'm so sorry, but no. You'd probably get them on the cheap, you know? <laughs> the, yeah. Probably relics, actually. I don't know. Maybe some of them are collector's items these days. Uh, let us know on the text line, how did you find knowledge pre-1997, 314-699-4766. The 31 mornings of Halloween are upon us. Uh, we celebrated this morning with Monster Mondays and the uh, the Momo in Missouri, which apparently hasn't been seen or sighted since uh, 1973. The Missouri Monster. Yes. So interesting enough that 1973 is when they started seeing it and when they stopped seeing it. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. It's, uh, it's basically the Missouri version of a Sasquatch. Yeah. You know, uh, the big furry thing that walks around on two legs uh, and, and smells weird. But looks like a bear, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably could be a bear. But in this case, it had glowing orange eyes. So how do you explain that? Who knows? But uh, we're going to be celebrating all of these kinds of oddities and weird things throughout the month of October with 31 mornings of Halloween. You posted up our... 
bear prank video from last year, right? Yes, and it's still so funny. <laughs> you can see it on our Instagram story. Find us at 923WIL. It's Remy and Casey's Hometown Heroes. Brought to you by Air Comfort Service Heating, Cooling, and Insulation. Schedule your AC system check now. Visit aircomfortservice.com. Today we say thanks to Tammy Johnson, nominated by Les Johnson. Tammy works at Marissa High School and loves her job. She just had surgery and only missed one week of school. The kids were all concerned and worried for her when asked why she works for so little pay. She says, those kids need me as much as I need them. It's all about making the future world a better place. Tammy, that's so nice of you. And this is your request song. It's Reba McIntyre. Is there life out there on 92.3 WIL? 92.3 WIL, new country for the STL. It is Remy and Casey. 31 mornings of Halloween is underway today. Monster Monday. We talked about the Momo. What is that? It's basically Missouri's Sasquatch. The Missouri so. Monster. <laughs> the Missouri Monster, yes. It was actually uh, first sighted in 1973 in Louisiana, Missouri, which I feel like is a hotbed for this kind of stuff. We should, you know <laughs> what, I should have been looking into this in the meantime, because I feel like Louisiana, Missouri, you're right, is where a lot of crazy things go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the river towns have all of these kind of haunted stories, and uh, Louisiana is no exception to the rule. Uh, the Momo was spotted there in 1973, but never again. Yeah, it turns so. out that was also the last time it was spotted there. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like I took a poll earlier on our Instagram story and about 80% of people said they had never even heard of the Momo. Really? Yeah. Huh. Because uh, it was a ride at Six Flags for a while, but maybe people didn't know where, where that came you know, from. Where that name came from. So uh, I know Casey's got some Halloween inspired recipes she's whipping up. We've Woo-hoo. got some special guests coming in this week for 31 mornings of Halloween. So uh, be on the lookout for that. If you missed anything from the show today, you can always check out the Remy and Casey Show podcast, and we'll see you back here for a Tuesday. Goodbye. Find Remy and Casey on Facebook at 923 WIL.